Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hi everyone and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm Friendly Rich and on the podcast today I speak with Sarah Benoit, music educator in the Peel region of Ontario, and we get into her background, her musical life. We go all the way to Egypt. Uh, so buckle up. I really love the line, if you want to make a friend, join a band. Uh, beautiful stuff here from Sarah. She digs into her uh, her music education and, uh, and studying with Doug Friesen over at Rosedale Heights School of the Arts in Toronto. Again, part of our deep dive since March into the impact that Doug has had on the uh, the Toronto and the Canadian music scene. So buckle up. This is episode 88, my talk with Sarah Benoit. Hope you're all safe and well, and welcome to Industry Tactics. after we essentially went into uh, hiding. I hope you're all safe and well, and we continue our deep dive into the work and impact of Doug Friesen. Here's Sarah now. Let's bring her into the Zoom. All right. There you are. I hear you. Hi. We did it. We we did it. Here we go. <laughs> hey, nice to see you. Now, you can either be on or off video. It's up to you. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. We're um, in the middle of a renovation and moving, and uh, I just found out I'm teaching grade eight math. So whoa, 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 <laughs> we'll find whoa, whoa. out. <laughs> whoa, okay. Yeah, that's, so okay. that's where that's where we find you. You're, 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 you're in the middle of a renovation. You're moving. So if you're in the middle of a renovation and you're moving, does the renovation just go away? I hope so. No, it doesn't. We're trying to renovate before we move in. So we're like between two places. I see. You're renovating the place you're moving into, not exactly. the place you're leaving. That makes a exactly. lot more sense. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And um, and you just found out you're teaching grade eight? Uh, yes, as of like two o'clock Friday, because I'm a instrumental music teacher. Yeah. So I used to teach grade five, six, seven, eight uh, music instrumental. Yeah. And now uh, with COVID and the online schooling, uh, they've uh, now cut my music minutes in half, and uh, and now I only teach grade seven, eight music once a week. G- grade seven, eight music once a week. Yeah, but you know, it's time to learn a new uh, new subject, I guess. I um I want to go into that. I want to I want to learn from you and uh and just 
without hopefully causing too much anxiety, discuss it because it's we're living through a fascinating time, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for agreeing in the midst of what you just outlined. Oh no worries. Uh, to speak with me today. Um, <clears throat> this if 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 all goes well, this will go live pretty soon on on the podcast. And and I I I've been t- as you probably know, I've been talking to a bunch of your hopefully some of your colleagues that you would have seen on that list um, of people you, you might've gone to Rosedale Heights with. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to, trying to think of who I spoke with. I spoke with Sam cash recent, most recently, but um, um, Leland witty uh, okay. Anais uh, recently, Kelsey, pardon me, Anais, if I, if I butchered your last name, um and 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 others about the impact that Doug has had on on their careers in music. So so that's kind of where I want to start with is um is what years you went to to Rosedale and uh and first impressions of of Doug's take on music. Uh so I went to Rosedale back I think it was 2000 to 2000 four or five or maybe 2001 to 2004 or five okay uh, i transferred in uh midway through my grade 10 year i actually started at etobicoke school of the arts oh wow so from one art school to another yeah uh etobicoke school of the arts was a good school for most it just yeah. didn't suit suit me and what i needed out of uh, uh the arts education so i transferred to uh rosedale and uh doug Friesen was my one of my two, one of my music teachers. Okay. And he also taught me a little bit of uh, math, I think, at the beginning. Oh, oh doesn't that sound familiar? So, <laughs> so you're like fully equipped, full circle to uh, to the year ahead of you too, possibly. Uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and we'll talk about we'll talk about how to how to how to just sneak in some music through math when they're never expecting it, which is great. I, I like that notion. Absolutely. So, so you went in to to Rosedale. You were grade. 10 then yeah is that right so you did an, a year at, at etobicoke school of the arts okay interesting and what what is your um what was your main interest in music like how do you how did you come to it uh well i grew up um, my mom went to uft for classical clarinet so i grew up um taking wow. piano lessons uh in grade five i started with an itinerant teacher at my uh, public school uh, i was given the clarinet and i always wanted a saxophone uh, so by the time I hit middle school, I went to Winona Drive. So uh, Maggie Thompson was my uh, music teacher. Oh, wow. And she got me into playing the saxophone, uh, which I've always wanted to do. And then that kind of just carried over throughout high school. Uh, so when I landed into Rosedale, I really wanted to play or try to play <laughs> jazz music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was never able to get into the jazz combos at ESA. And so one of the things that uh, Friesen did. And why was that? Like, why, why, why were you, was it just like they didn't have space or was it a different no, I just, factor? I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> okay. You had to audition for all of I the, see. yeah, you had to audition for all of the clubs or all the extracurriculars. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a part of its regular programming. Okay. And it was a very tight knit group, uh, highly competitive I, and also at the time I was in grade nine, so it wasn't re- it wasn't realistic for me to get into the jazz combo at that point. Okay. 
So when I went to Rosedale, uh, Doug was the one that, for me in a nutshell, like made music really accessible and really possible for a lot of students that might have had hurdles otherwise. Okay. Oh, that's that's yeah, so that's that adds up. That and yeah. that that tracks through through all of these interviews. Is that that is a common theme for for Doug is to not make you feel like you're not good enough and, exactly. and welcome you into some kind of a, a new family. So, oh, that's exciting to hear. Yeah. And how, how long had you been playing music prior to, like, did, did you start in elementary school? Were you? I did. Yeah. 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 So I started, uh, well, I, I played, a, I knew how to read music before starting instrumental music, okay. Uh, okay. like band instruments. Yep. Uh, because of the piano. So I was maybe about eight when I started reading music. Yeah. And, uh, but I never did any of like the conservatory courses or anything like that. Okay. Okay. So you and come, then, you come to it with a vocabulary in grade 10 with Doug. And what are, what are some of the things that he did to make you feel welcome? First, he accepted you into the group. That's, yeah, a, start. That's yeah. a good start. Well, he really, he was great at putting as much effort and then some into the program mm -hmm. to match his students. So if they were interested, then he would put that much effort back into his students and then added another like 20% effort on top of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we showed interest and as long as we were willing to do the work and show up, he was, he was game for helping us out uh, and furthering our, furthering our interests when, you know, it was beyond his teaching package even sometimes. Yeah. And, so, uh, and you mentioned an interest in jazz. So you started there with, with him and, and yes. others. Okay. Yeah. So we had the Rosedale Heights uh, jazz combo. Uh, yeah. There was maybe seven of us. Uh, Who were some of the others? Do you remember the others that were in there with you? Yeah. There was uh, Sarah Belknap okay. on drums. There was Bennett yep. Badukian on bass. Yep. There I talked to Bennett. Knight. Oh yeah. Great, great. Yeah, okay. he was one oh, of my I first. Hi. Yeah, I did. I will. Yeah, awesome. The, there did. was Tony McKnight. Um yeah. oh Bennett was on guitar. Tony McKnight was on bass. Hmm. Uh trombone was Nathan Dill Vandenberg. Great. Uh, great. Uh he wow. would be another guy. That's a band. I he's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Fantastic. He still plays as well. Yep. Um yep. who else? Oh, I think that's Jim good. Bryan that, I mean, was that I'm not sure. I forget. Who's that? Who's the last one? Brian? Jim Some... Brian? Okay. No, I don't Jimmy? know. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that adds up to around seven. So, so you, how do you come at it then? Like in, in, in I, I assume you're coming from different levels of knowledge of jazz. How does Doug make you feel welcome in that group? Uh, I think he just kind of, made arrangements that kind of highlighted what each of us could do. Um, okay. I also really liked, uh, even about his regular music classes, he had a really alternative approach to music education, but also sound education. Yeah. So sometimes some of his activities, like when you walked into his class, you never know, like you never knew what we, we were going to expect really. And that was the exciting part. Like you didn't want to miss class because you weren't quite sure what you were missing. Right. So did it, did it feel like he had control though? Like, even though you didn't know what, like it was, it was the, the element of surprise. Did you have the sense that he knew? Oh yeah. He wanted to go with you all. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so he introduced us to like free jazz and just like listening to sounds and communication through sounds as well. Mm -hmm. 
which I found pretty fascinating. Um, so even even into his classroom management, you know, uh, I actually had him in as a guest lecturer for my grade seven class a couple of years ago. I brought wow. him in to do workshops with them at my school. Beautiful. And, uh, so you're still very much, in, you've remained in touch with Doug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's we so actually, interesting to me. Like everyone I'm talking to has, it doesn't even feel like, I mean, I do, I do keep in touch with my, uh, my high school librarian and, uh, and, and his partner uh, who were my high school teachers, but it's very rare. You don't see a lot of that, eh? Yeah. It just becomes a friendship or a colleague. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because um, even sometimes if I'm stuck on a concept, yeah. Or uh, he'll come up with a resource, like uh, he gave me his resource, Noise Town, and okay. I still use that every single year. I use, I pull a couple things out of it every year in my. For those, for, for those listeners uh, who haven't figured it out, Sarah, we should mention that Sarah is a, a teacher in the Peel Board of Education. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I still live in Toronto, but I work in Peel. Great. Um, because Peel also protects grade seven, eight instrumental music. Well, they protect all music at that level, whereas some other school boards, uh, it's a generalist program. I see. Yeah. That's, that's great language. Uh, protects. Yeah. <laughs> it, it needs protection in this uh, vulnerable day and age that we're in. So, Absolutely. yeah. Um, okay. So, so please continue. Sorry. So you, you, you do still borrow, you, you, you're, you're in touch with Doug pretty regularly and you're, you're borrowing and implementing some of those ideas yes. annually into your work. Absolutely. And if, you know, I would, I would love to have him back into my class again. Yeah. Um, even learning like classroom management skills with, uh, especially the middle school age, it's yeah. really interesting how you can incorporate music activities into your management uh, in terms of behaviors or, listening uh, yeah. so, like for example once he had my grade sevens and <laughs> that cohort was a really rowdy cohort yeah yeah and uh so and then all of a sudden you know it, they started unwinding a little bit and then he would just grab a water bottle and ding ding and he's like you know close and point so he would have to close your eyes and all the kids uh -huh. would just stop talking and close their eyes and point towards the sound as he walked around the room yeah great so yeah it's, great. it's fascinating great. It's a it's a bit of a an alternative toolkit, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. it's they're wonky ideas, but the more you can kind of build those into your norm, I, I think they they really have a lasting um, impact. And I dare I say, on the kids who probably may, like you said, you had a rambunctious group mm -hmm. there, and it it did, did it kind of provide that focus that you may not see with other methods of like you know maybe more traditional or standard yeah. ways at it, yeah. And uh, I take a lot of my classroom management, just like thinking back to how he kind of wrangled us as high school kids. Yep. Uh, yep. Because, you know, I'm definitely not the teacher who says, you know, stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> like, it's not effective. <laughs> you you uh, know, yeah. I, I, I reflect on that a lot of like my, my teaching style. And <clears throat> I think that's something that you have to shed, eh? Because I think a lot of us were raised or at least have seen that more than more than the Doug, right? The the Dougs of the world unfortunately aren't are aren't enough because <clears throat> I think there's pardon me, <clears throat> I think there's a misunderstanding that um a well governed classroom equals a successful te or like reflects on the teacher, right? Like it's like it's very much so like if you're if you've got kids who are you know, students who are a a, a little more 
just acting freely or disorganized, seemingly disorganized in a classroom, that might be, oh, you, you don't have good classroom management skills. It's, it's almost right. like a l- weird level of control. Yes, absolutely. Scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. S- scary. And, and, and I don't know why, even in the back of my mind, that's, that's like, it's a complaint I have about myself is like, why are you striving for that when it's more so have that comfort level in the more natural kind of, you, you know, um, environment that, that kids just bring to a, a space, right? Absolutely. And that's also something I took from uh, Friesen growing up is that his door was always open, like in yeah. the mornings after school, during lunches, like if yeah. we just needed a space, we could yeah. always use a space. So I make it a point that uh, we have two breaks during the day called uh, uh, nutrition breaks. So I always open up my music room. Well, not right now because of COVID, but I always open up my music room uh, for 40 minutes a day during one of the breaks just for music drop-in. So if kids want to come and just drop in and try a new instrument or work on a project or work on a composition, or we we have a drum kit, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of bang around even. Uh, I find a lot of the kids, especially the kids who are kind of more at risk in yeah. our community, yeah. it's a lot of those kids who come in uh, for that like creative, innovative outlet, uh, or if they tend to get into, you know, quote unquote trouble yeah. on the yard. Um, they'll often opt to come to my room and uh, get some frustrations out, even on yeah. the drum kit. Yeah. Um, or a bucket or mm. they'll pick up a bass, they'll pick up a guitar. It's very fluid. Then, yeah. So they just have that alternate space. So that is something I've definitely uh, taken from experiencing that from being in Doug's class to now implementing it into my own class. I love the the notion of um, it being a nutrition break and your approach to nutrition is free access to musical education because... <laughs> or musical instruments that's that there's charm there for sure and um well how long have you been um teaching at have you been at the same school uh in peel or have you moved around like have you had a chance to spend some time with the same group of kids or uh so this school i've been at for now this is my fifth year yeah that's a that's a nice Uh, chunk of time yeah i've been teaching in peel for eight or nine years wow 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 yeah (laughs) good for you good for you that's that's (laughs) exciting so so yeah so i moved around and i for the first few years of my career uh basically i was hired by a principal who's like put a band program in our school and then i'd put a band program in their school and then i because of my seniority level i'd be kind of kicked out the next year so i'd just i'd school hop uh so i've put in maybe four bands into different band programs into schools. Really? Really? So that's like, that's your, that's your niche. That's uh, that, niche. That's <laughs> an bread incredible. And Absolutely. Do you, do you, do you sense, do you, do you, is there a little bit of resentment there that it's like, well, damn, I just want to stay in this spot and, and, and I don't know, just like grow, put my roots down in terms of like, not just setting it up and leaving it for others to to kind of water, but for you to remain there, you know? Um, uh, you not, that, is that there or no? Yeah, not, not really, because to be honest, band was such a force in my, like it got me through middle school, band got me through high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my mother would always say, like, if, if you're in a band, you always have a friend. 
Oh, what a there there yeah. that's the that's the quote of the I'll put right? that out with the um I'll put that out with the the text behind this podcast episode. If you're in a band, you always have a friend. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And uh so the fact that, you know, band programs are often on the chopping block or they're not accessible or they're mm-hmm. um they're just not that that uh, frequented, I guess, at the middle school level in public education anymore. It's really disheartening because, you know, kids yeah. still need the arts and Amen. that kind of self-expression and something to really plug into that isn't your, you know, if you're not an athlete or if you're not a computer kid or if you're not a math kid, you know, it, music yeah. is definitely an, an avenue. So I never, you know, it's always disappointing to leave a school because you yeah. never get to really develop that rapport past that year. So yeah. Oh, so it's literally back. it's literally one year, and then you would set it up and go somewhere else when you mentioned. Yeah, and that was just based on seniority. Okay. That was just because I was young, okay. uh, and I needed okay. a teaching job. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Wow, uh, what an experience. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for the school is at currently, I taught grade seven homeroom, and then yeah. the following year, they're like, we want a band, so. That's and we job. know you, we know you have that, we know you have that background. So, okay, you know what, I want to ask a difficult question, but just to unpack kind of, so how do you go about starting a band? Like, what are the, like, like from the nerdy stuff of like, yep, I call, you know, Jerry over at Long and McQuaid and, and put in an order for, you know, 14 trumpet. Uh, like, what are the, the nuts and bolts of how to, how to start a band? Uh, the nuts and bolts are basically you start with the kids because if the kids want it, the parents will want it. And then when you, I do a lot of work on the impacts of music education and how it develops the brain. Uh, also in terms of like how it can strengthen other subjects such as math, yeah. uh, because I work in a community that is, uh, I'd say probably 90% immigrant. Yeah. Uh, new newcomers to Canada. Yeah, uh, English is a second language for sure. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of kind of barriers. So by working on that, um, also you know everybody's going to be a doctor or a lawyer, but in order to get into those kind of programs at that level, we talk about developing the whole child and the whole brain, and music really plays a role in that. So before you even uh, before you even order the fourteen trumpets and the eighteen trombones, you're 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 looking at say you're looking at the student body. You're saying, okay, Absolutely. we have fifty kids here. We want to see if they're if they'll come along for the ride. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So we have a choice. I'm the only music teacher at my school. Um, so I do two different programs. I do a general instrumental program, and then I do a band program. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So they great. do have a choice. Um, and in terms of if students can't afford it, yeah, uh, you know, it's all about building relationships where kids can trust you. Uh, so if they're going through financial times, they're not embarrassed or ashamed if they have to come to you to say, you know what, I really want to be in the band, but we can't afford to rent an instrument. Um, I luckily, see. I have administrators who support that. We actually, one year we had a kid rent a trombone, and then the next year, um, you know, parents got divorced, mom yeah. was working two jobs. Yeah. But we actually just ended up buying a trombone flat out just to yeah. have it so yeah. he could play it. Yeah. Seems like a thing. It se- seems kind of weird, eh, too, to, to, 
to put yeah. that even to even to create that kind of a barrier saying like you got to rent your instrument in a way right like if yeah because then it also really divides a community yeah um, so yeah. slowly interesting so another part of creating bands is uh you know i always live by you never know unless you ask mm -hmm. uh so in june i don't really want to tell my my secret <laughs> but in okay. june schools get their hst uh budgets back yeah so principals often get a flood of money extra okay. funding that is discretionary industry tactics yes so you go to them and you say you know what i understand you're getting your hst back and you have about three weeks to spend it if yeah. you need help spending it absolutely i will yeah help you yeah. spend that um <laughs> i've got an idea also, yeah yeah i also reach out to um our arts coordinator uh i said you know same thing if you if you have any budget left over i would love a drum kit and yeah. then he would just write back like haha no <laughs> Right. And then a month need, later, yeah. he emailed me being like, actually, we have, yeah, do you want that drum kit? We'll send one to your school. And now I have a $2,000 drum kit sitting in my room. I think it's so, so interesting, these these things that you've learned, eh, in terms yeah. of how to navigate and build. And, and, and that drum kit is a tool that will, you know, change some children's lives. So it's like these moves you're making, uh, these these secrets that you've learned along the way. Thank you, by the way, for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Hopefully nobody else in Peel is using them. Yeah. <laughs> I want all the money for my program. I uh, yes, exactly. Good for you. you. You're a real, uh, you're a real advocate, and it sounds like you're a champion for for your students, and you care deeply about them. Um, uh, another thing, I'm sure you you picked up from Doug along the way. Absolutely. Um, that genuine, that genuine nature of uh, of what it takes to be a teacher, right? Absolutely. You got to um, believe in what you do. Or else it just won't happen. Nice, nice, loving this. So, um, so, so you, so let's go. I, I like, and I also like the way this talk is going because we're bouncing back and forth between your 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 experience as a teacher and then looking back on on Doug, which is exactly where I want to be, right, with you. And so, looking back on Doug, so you go through that first year in the band, and and what grade is a you did eleven and twelve as well with with him in the mix yep i made sure he was on my schedule somewhere i love it I love Absolutely. it and speaking of nutrition so so what what did you pick up as you went along those two grades into graduating uh, oh boy what did i pick up um just to kind of persevere and if if it's something that you're interested in that you should really pursue it uh he also gave us a lot of opportunities outside through um he took us to a recording studio uh, that we just had such a great time at. We're able to record a, a CD. Were, were uh, you on the, because Bennett Badukian, I think, shared some music. Were you on the Yeah, Gath I'm on there. <laughs> so you went out to Toronto Island and recorded yeah. with, with that band? Okay, great. That's nice yeah. to, oh, this is great. It's nice to Full circle, right? <laughs> piece it all together. So, um, okay, okay. So you, did, you were doing some kooky stuff in that regard and, and seeing that. Does any of that... Um, do you touch on any of that kind of experience in your current work as a teacher? Like just recording and, and, and getting the kids out of their normal quote unquote environment and into more real world situations, if you will. So the thing with that is that at that level and at being publicly funded yeah. uh, for middle school, it's really tough um, sure, to sure. get into any kind of like recording studio or space. Yeah. Um, I took a bucket troop, uh, back to Home Depot because they donated all our buckets 
and you know we played a show in their garden center for oh all how cool yeah. now now so, we're talking yeah so just trying to keep it at that that grassroots level of you know yep. this is these are where the instruments came from it was a great community outreach yeah cool uh, the shoppers loved it yeah uh, I bet, we, I bet. we set up in their uh, gardening lawn chairs oh my and god just as, like a, you know they helped us out and now we're gonna play a show for them and that's uh, cool you know yeah that's so, very cool but other than that we don't we don't have a, a ton of opportunities uh, yep. to get out uh, sometimes yep. we'll take them to the board office to perform okay uh, just to get that like live performance experience within the community um, yeah yeah I always I always hear that when I hear the the board office I always hear b o r e d right like just the yeah right just a bunch of folks administrators yeah no I know it's a beautiful space well, are you talking about the one on here Ontario there it's a, that's a nice spot that's a nice yeah. spot I don't want to well they have that atrium yes that's a nice yes yeah. okay so when you have fifty kids playing buckets and it's like it's, a three part it's anything like, but rhythm. boring yeah oh man. <laughs> They come out. They come out. Wakey, lunch. wakey. Yeah, yeah. Happy Friday, everybody. Yeah. yeah um, there too. So where do where do you go after you finish at Rosedale? Where 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 do you end up? Uh, do you go to college or university? Yeah, I actually went to uh, McGill for art history. I, Wonderful. I I left music. I took uh, a bit of a step back from music. Uh, because I felt I, I had a lot of friends going into music at the university level, and uh -huh. I I wanted to continue to love music. And everybody oh. I had talked to who have who have been through like the McGill's program, like yeah. the classical yeah. or jazz program, it's yeah. intense. Yeah, and then they end up hating it. Yeah, uh, because Did it's you... just so involved, and I didn't want that. I you used the word earlier of, of like protect or pr preserve, right? Like I, I think when you were referring to grade seven and eight music, it sounds like you had to do that in your own life uh, with, with your love of music. That's so interesting because I assume your mom with her background in music would have gone to the, the university level to study clarinet, right? Yes, she went to uh, U of T. Did, did you have some, some nice heart to hearts with her? Did you have that opportunity to talk about Hey, I don't want to study music at the university level. Um, yeah, no, my parents were always game for you know whatever you want to do. Yeah, uh, go do it. Uh, so I ended That's up. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I went to um, McGill and also Concordia in Montreal oh, yeah. for art history, yeah. and then I ended up uh, moving to Egypt with that art history degree. As we do, as we do, as we do <laughs> when yeah. you're 22, wow. uh, and I end up working wow. for an Egyptologist. Oh, come uh, so, on. Yeah. Uh, but out there is where the impact of education and access to education really sunk in. Oh. So I came back to Canada uh, and went to teacher's college. Okay. How yeah. long did you spend in Egypt? I was there for about a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and was it cool? Like just or it it definitely taught you that 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 access point. Uh, yeah. That that was one of your big takeaways from that, that experience. Yes. So I moved there because I just wanted uh, something different. Well, that's very different. So yeah, and I have to it keep was, that you know, in it's mind. The best thing I've ever done. It's it is the thing best thing. Done. Yeah. Um, I have to keep that in mind as a move. If you're looking for something different, there's always moving to Egypt and working with an Egyptologist. 
Yep. <laughs> what, 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 what does that entail working for an Egyptologist? Uh, you spend a lot of the time in deserts. I, wow. so there was, um, one of the projects, one of the sites I worked on was a rock cut tomb, uh, down in about, uh, the middle part. If you look at me, Egypt on a map, it's about right in the middle. Okay. And, uh, it's not populated, uh, for tours. Like it's, it's remotely populated, but it's also the tourism does not exist. Like I'm pretty sure I was the first blue eyed person that a lot of, a lot of the locals had seen there. Okay. Um, and they send you with a security detail because okay. of the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. Whoa. And then you document, you take photos and you write up uh, excerpts for museums about the small paintings that are in these rock cut tombs. So that oh, was just wow. one project I did. Wow. Um, that sounds so rich. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really, really interesting. I, I absolutely loved it. It sounds like I'm glad to hear it was so positive and um and your work at McGill and Concordia would have been would have helped prep you for all that I assume yeah Absolutely yeah wow. having a degree in art history yeah. uh yeah. yeah yeah definitely you needed that Okay okay and um sorry so 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 you're you went to to McGill initially coming out of Rosedale and I know Rosedale is kind of not very like it's not it's not a one lane kind of approach to the arts. So were you also just like, we talked a lot about Doug, but were you also doing like things like visual arts and like, is that also in your world? Yeah. So I had a minor in okay. uh, visual art. I, I, we, I had to take ballet in grade 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, great dance program there, but it wow. just wasn't for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have a minor in uh, from high school. Okay. And visual art. Okay, great. So that also really played a role as well. And yep. then I kept, uh, I did a little bit of art when I was at Concordia. Uh, and then before moving to Egypt, yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks. Well, I'm really glad we uh, we walked through that. That sound, that's, an, uh, that's an awesome path. Yeah. You come back and you do Teachers College through U of T or York or who? Uh, Queen's University. Queen's University. Oh, oh, okay, great. Yeah. So you were working with... Um, would you have crossed paths with Ben Bolden or um, or um, Smithram or any of those folks out there at the Faculty of Education? No, okay. uh, the teachers' college there—they're just—they're kind of on their own little island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We didn't really get uh, too much uh, exposure to the rest of the faculty out there. Okay. Okay. And and good experience, like like still drawing back on on some of some of your it. it prepped you as good as you can for for the world we're in right now, I guess, right? Teachers College was a lot of fun. Um, Great. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, everything uh, was actually pass-fail mm -hmm. in Teachers College. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, it was also kind of odd because uh, you would spend one month there and then one month I came back to Toronto to do all my teaching. Okay. Uh, my practice teaching. Yeah. Because they didn't have enough schools uh, in Kingston for yeah. all the teachers that would go through their program. Okay. So I would be, you know, back and forth one month at a time for about eight months. And then wow. that wow. was it. Wow. And in one year, uh, so it was back when Teachers College was only one year, right? Yes. And immediately into working or how did that go for you? Uh, well, I stayed out in that region, uh, and it, I started part-time at a private school teaching their band program. 
Okay. And then I volunteered for the rest of the time, uh, basically putting music programs in uh, remote schools uh, for free. <laughs> wow. And then eventually I got... Uh, like I how, got how remote? Sarah, sorry to cut you off. How remote? Uh, well, uh, there's a small town outside of Gananoque yep. called Lansdowne, Ontario. Okay. Uh, they have a grocery store and I think a coffee house and like one of those LCBO agencies. Yeah. And that's okay. about it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Just the essentials. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, and all of this equips you for, and then you eventually land this, you be, you, you get, you nail that role of the, uh, the fixer, right? Let, let, let me come in and get you. I'll, I'll set you up a band and then I'm off to the next school. Right. Like, I love that. I love that kind of, yeah. It's like a va very valuable pitcher on any team, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, and then you, and then you start getting into that with the peel board. Is that, is that a kind of how you. Yeah. So I, I transferred. Um, and luckily I got a, a job right off the bat. I didn't even have to go on the supply list. That's, that's so rare. Right off the bat. Um, yeah. But the job description was teaching grade six, seven, eight instrumental music mm -hmm. only in the morning for the first two weeks in September. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and then, then what happened in October? <laughs> uh, well, it was a medical leave uh, that kept getting extended. Okay. So I ended up oh, spending wow. the whole, every morning at that school. I and see. then I'd pick up supply work in the afternoons. Wow. And yeah. that was your, that was your foot in. Yeah. That was my foot in to peel. Wow. Yeah. It um, happened really quickly, actually. It was great. How do you find, I'm from, I'm born in Brampton and uh, raised in Brampton, Ontario. How do you, are you Brampton or Mississauga, if you mind I'm asking? Brampton. Okay. How do you yeah. find the city if you've been working there for eight years about, or no, maybe, yeah. Yeah, about eight years or so, yeah. How have you found it? Um, just as, as a community, as a, you know, I, I remember working with a lot of the kids in Brampton and just loving the the vibe and the spirit of, of some of the schools that I would work in. I got a real taste of actually all the schools in Peel. Um, this was about 20 years ago now, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there, there was a real community spirit from my perspective. Did you, how, how have you found it you know, on your end? Uh, well, I find that uh, it, it's great because it's growing. And yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah, so there's there's always that opportunity. It's not, uh, you know, dissolving mm -hmm. in front of you. So I also find that with the, the community I'm in currently, because it really depends on where in Brampton you are, because North Brampton is quite different than, uh, you know, old downtown Brampton. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, East Brampton is different than West Brampton. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I, it depends where you're, you're at in Brampton. Yeah. Um, but in terms of music education, I find mm. that it's really helpful if you can link it to math education uh, to help kind of get the parents on board wow. with these different programs or, you know, hoping that they'll care about music education um, because wow. the, the parents really do. They, they are so invested in their children's education. Okay. Like that is so a big reason why they came to Canada if they're new to Canada. It's a big reason why they came to Canada. So this does trace it back to Doug. So you said Doug was doing a bit of math and is that right? Yeah. So he has, um, he was hired to Rosedale uh, because of his music qualifications, but he also has a minor in math from oh. university. Okay. Yeah. I should know that about Doug. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so have you picked his brain on this strategy? Um, not yet, but I think okay. this year I probably, I'll probably, I'll probably because because of your situation that you, that you're going into. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've always been on the fence with that whole, that whole narrative of, of, of having to sell music through math, you know? It, it it feels like, and I'm good at 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 at, at, at that at, at making that case because I think it needs to be made. But I also I also deep down kind of feel that it's sad. Uh, yeah, it it should. I don't know. It just feels like it should be just music is good enough. Um, but and music for the sake of music, not you know for the sake of improving your math skills. But at the end of the day, use whatever tools you can to sell it right and. That's and it. hopefully keep it relevant and, and vibrant because people, you see the joy in it after you cross that threshold and get into it, right? So yeah, it's kind of hard to take it away after you've done that. So, yeah. Yeah. So you just have to know, I guess, your audience, right? Good. And, uh, try to find support for music education wherever you can. That's that's a responsible approach, yeah. I think, right? Is not to get upset at the notion that music makes you better at math is just to roll with it and and why not be better at math yeah it can't hurt i don't know you know what's funny about that is you say music makes you better at math what the fuck does math make you better at sorry i'll stop i'll stop i'll stop I'm just the coffee's kicking in here don't tell the children that <laughs> um okay well i I know we're wrapping up, we're winding down, but I do want to, I do want to talk with you also about the, if without, as I said, causing any more anxiety than it sounds like, it's, it sounds like it's a very tense time, but how are you? So you're, you're going into, is this going to be your first day of teaching? Don't say your first day of teaching is tomorrow. Uh, well, I'm actually at a balanced calendar school. So we started July 30th. Good Lord. Okay. Then, so then you definitely aren't. Okay. You've been at this. Yeah, well, we were online for August, um, and okay. that I taught grade five to eight uh, music online. How was that, Sarah? Just oh, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> you have another hour. She's gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting because uh, a lot of it has to do with technology issues. Uh, because I'll still do rhythm work, I'll still do compositions, I'll still do listening, okay. I'll still. Okay. You know, I, I still run a modified version of my program yep. anyways. Yeah. Uh, but when you have feedback or you have issues with mics or you have more yeah. than one kid who's not on mute, yep. you know, trying Look, to do something. I, you know, my mind's been racing on this end and saying it's a technology opportunity. I think if we just, so the same thing that we were talking about earlier with like a rowdy class doesn't equal a bad teacher right. or poor governance, quote unquote, skills. Uh, classroom management i think there's like so much opportunity in this world that we untapped maybe even dangerous so i think we we have to really hone down on the like we could we're in a zoom gentle listeners of this podcast we're doing this in a zoom environment now we could do a breakout room and then do like a hide and seek and like find the sound everybody go everybody cover your eyes and I, i don't know i'm just saying that a lot of the doug friesen kind of John Zorn experimental music kind of concepts 
could really be developed in this online world. Like the, the online world is equally exciting as it is daunting because, you know, Jeremy, please unmute yourself. Like the, the bogus, like the 101 stuff that's there. But like, I, I, I see it as a real opportunity if we can all keep our health. Like that's, we're in the middle of a health pandemic, right? So that's like always in the foreground when I'm brainstorming some of these like weirder concepts in the online teaching world. Absolutely. Did you, did you, I mean, I, and I know that you can't run a band synchronously and expect it to all like, like you can't even sing Oh Canada and thank, thankfully maybe um, all, all together, right? Maybe it would be kind of in canon, but, yeah. but, but given that barrier and okay, that's a fact who, who cares for now that we can't all play together. Um, were there any moments where you saw breakthrough in the online and going, well, whoa, this is actually better than real life? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, there are, there are some situations where it does work, uh, but to be honest, I yeah. I like being with the kids. I like. Oh, I know. Hearing, Isn't that the yeah the constant? I, I would always hearing. opt for in person, especially for music. Were you doing group stuff? You were doing right group now? stuff online, like, or in July, or when you started. Oh. And... Um, no, it was pretty much the full, the full grade level at a time. It was wow. Kind of, yeah. Wow. But we did. But you offered the one-on-one. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I had like office hours, and we did live okay. uh, lessons online together, and wow. Um, you know, always open by email. Sometimes we'd have separate Google Meets. Uh, yeah. Different yeah. students needed different things. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, the the care and that open door policy um, sounds like it, it's it's the it, it it went through to the other side of being online with that as well. So good for you, yeah. and I applaud all that you're you're trying to do. And now you're in person, so then you eased in to the in person. Yes. So I'm going to start probably with uh, probably bucket drumming, and we're going to go outside with it. So. That's okay. So now, now, now you haven't been back in person. Is the in person starting tomorrow? Uh, so we we have been back in person since September eighth. Okay, so uh, about a week. And a half. Okay. Yeah, I know Toronto delayed their students returning right, right. in person, but Peel's been in person since September eighth. Okay. Uh, but our timetables have been shuffled maybe two or three times. We've reorganized uh, okay. because of the amount of students. Uh, or as parents changing their minds from, uh, you in know, person. feeling safe in school yep, yep. or wanting to go online or vice versa. So our numbers, like over, I think it was a span of a weekend, we lost 10,000 students across Peel from, wow. uh, or didn't lose, but, but they, they went well. online. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's wow. why all our schedules kind of <laughs> got jumbled multiple times. I feel bad for my, my principals because it's yeah, not I an can only imagine timetable no. everybody three no. times no. over. Yeah. I really pre I really appreciate your um y- your calm in 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 well or seeming calm. Um, I can only I imagine. I guess I'm asking it well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can I can imagine and I sympathize and I do. Uh, I also agree with that statement about about principles just kind of rolling with it because everyone I see in this world is when the world was normal anyway, extremely efficient. Some of the best planners I, you know, I've I've come across are are in education, and I can only really, um, yeah, sympathize for the moving target that this thing is. One one with ten thousand students shifting over the course of a weekend, 
and yeah. adapting to that. That's like, that's huge. That's, that's bigger than the city of Lansdowne that you, you got started up in, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's daunting to think that, 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 you know, um, but, but moving with it and, uh, and now, so, so now this, this new mission of math and music and, and the way you're taking that on sounds really, um, you feel, you feel good about that? Like, is that, we're somewhat ready? Ladies and gentlemen, friends, she's saying no with her face. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, I'm in the business of lifelong learning, right? So Ooh, yeah. learning, learning a brand new math curriculum, especially at a new grade level. I've never, I've never taught math at the grade eight level before. Uh, so it will be good in terms of learning it in isolation yeah. Uh, because uh, for my music program, I, you know, that will be that will be all right. That mm -hmm. will survive. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I think the only part that breaks my heart is, uh, you know, just the nature of this year because of COVID. They closed all music rooms, so the space is closed. Uh, oh. Yeah, my so music you have room to is go shut down. So, so I have you're to go row to the right now. Okay, yeah, I go see. From class oh. to class. Uh, so wow. that really limits. We're not allowed to play instruments. And, uh, and how do how do you define an instrument? Like, um, what do they mean by that? Um, I think like a bucket. Just a, about um, students. Well, a bucket is an instrument in my world. Yeah. Uh, but it comes down to a plastic bucket is a lot easier to sanitize because you would have to sanitize everything every forty minutes. Yeah. Okay. So, drumsticks, buckets you would have to wipe it down with some sort of disinfectant before yeah. the next group of students come yeah, yeah, to play yeah. them. Or you just ask Home Depot for more buckets and hopefully yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. gets a bucket. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm, I'm glad to learn math when it's kind of the only other subject I'll be, that will be new to learn at that grade level. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm just sad. Uh, you know, the band has been canceled. Uh, because I've been growing my band by, and it basically doubles almost for the last three years, the numbers have doubled. So I was yeah. really excited to like have a really good foundation of having a band. Yeah. Uh, so now that's been, uh, you know, dissolved. Mm -hmm. And then also going from 80 minutes in a five day cycle down to 40 minutes in a five day cycle. That makes me, that makes me nervous. Um, yeah. So in terms of. So it's cut in half essentially. Yeah. yeah. See, my math's pretty, pretty tight this morning. <laughs> right. You're on wow. it. Wow. Wow. That's uh, yeah. It, it's tons of compromise. Right. And it's just yeah. like, and everyone knows why we're doing it, but it's like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting just to pay attention to how long we stay in this, whatever this is, we're in this, this chaotic kind of trying to, trying to provide calm and chaos. And it's like, yeah. What, what does the band look like coming out of it? Um, are there new musical wormholes coming out of it, right? I'm um, sure. Yeah, there must I, be. There has to be. There will be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also the uh, the music conference, the Ontario Music Education yeah. Association (OMEA). Yeah. I, you know, I that's that's the one time a year I basically get to see Doug because <laughs> he's oh. presenting. Oh. It was a really fun weekend, yeah, yeah, like showing yeah. up and yeah. finding him for a cup of coffee or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, showing up to his lecture or yeah. taking a taking a workshop together sometimes. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun. 
That's it. Well, I, that's, that's I mean, that's not happening this year, I guess. It's all yeah. Online. Well, I bet it's all online or something, yeah. right? So finding new ways to to connect with with Doug and other colleagues is going to be is going to be key through this, right? Um, do you still make music outside of um, out of of your teaching in any in any way, like, or how, how does that go? Or visual art? It sounds like you've you've you yeah. too. So I not to be honest, not so yeah. much. Um, okay. I really like the outdoors, and so nice. I spend a lot of my um, like not right now, but uh, <laughs> with yeah. the renovation going on, right. Uh, but right now, usually I spend my weekends either trying to get to the cottage or just okay. out to a different forest with my dog. Right and, on, uh, right on. Yeah, so I try to spend a lot of my time outside Yeah. if I'm yep. not. Uh, so, but right no, I haven't, I haven't really kept up uh, playing myself. I'm uh, teaching myself how to play the drum kit, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Much to the dismay of my colleagues, but <laughs> good, good. Well, that's that's why they're keeping that music room closed, right? They're like right. <laughs> Sarah's on a mission this year. So, well, that's that's it's it's just really wonderful to to get in, you know, to 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 hear your story and um, thank you and the, and the impact that Doug has had on 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 your career. Um, and as a community builder and, and music educator, I really love the lifelong learner line and and that the best way to make a friend is to join a band i think i'm paraphrasing there but i'll yeah. I'll go back and listen it's all good it's any all good. any last um kind of uh words in terms of anything related to we've spoken about of doug or just your approach to music or for the year ahead and even ah uh, well you know i i guess i would like to thank doug for his approach to music education because it going to his class wasn't just to show up to play an instrument or be a part of a band or learn a chart of music. It was more of how to think about music and how to think about sound and how to approach music education. And, and yeah. definitely without that kind of different approach, because he was definitely a different educator than, you know, my grade seven, eight music educators and even um, other music educators I've had. Uh, he had a very unique innovative approach i felt and without that approach i definitely would not be doing what i do today or how i do what i do today without him in the back of my mind like i hear his voice probably more often than than not um <laughs> when, cool. I, when i'm designing lessons or when i'm thinking about different projects yeah or units uh his voice definitely pops up in my head quite a bit oh sarah thank you so much thanks, for sharing <laughs> thanks doug indeed um Okay, well, thank you so much. I wish you well and uh, health and safety uh, in, in the year ahead, and, and thank you for all that you do. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope this podcast goes really well. Oh, it did. Wasn't that a hoot? That was Sarah Benoit. Thank you for making time for us, Sarah. Uh, that was episode 88. Join us again. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Thank you, uh, listeners, for being in touch with us and giving us feedback. Always helps to know that you're out there listening and appreciating this deep dive into the work of Doug Friesen. Doug, thanks again for, uh, for allowing us this glimpse and being so supportive of this strange but exciting project unpacking this is your life doug friesen 
So uh, we'll see you again on Industry Tactics as we fast approach the 90 episode mark. Lots of exciting guests coming up soon. So we'll see you again and be safe. Bye-bye.